Welcome back to the Hottest Take Sports Podcast presented by Sim Sports. This is your host, John Ashkar, and today with me, I'm back with my co-host, Jack Vanamater. Glad to be back with a very special guest, Mr. DeJordan Strong. How are you doing? I'm good. How about y'all? Good. Thank you so much, DeJordan, for taking your time to come on the show. Today, we're super excited to have you. For those of you that do not know DeJordan, he is entering his senior year at Coastal Carolina, where he plays cornerback on their defense. He's entering his second year in their program as... He did transfer from Northeast Mississippi Community College where he grinded it out. He's from South Panola High School in Mississippi and was a 2020 All-American per Bleacher Report. He got some votes from BR and he was the Sun Belt Newcomer of the Year. Jordan's adding a lot of good stuff to his resume and he's got a big senior year coming up for him. Yes, sir. I appreciate y'all for having me on the show. Of course. Absolutely. All right, so first of all, I just wanted to talk a little bit about your mom and your aunt. Uh, you've said in previous interviews that they both played big roles in raising you. And I just wondered, how, how big of an impact have those two made on your life, and how much more does that push you to be the your best self on and off the field? That play, that was a big impact on who I was on the football field because the way they raised me is the type of football player I am. I'm, I'm very disciplined. And I'm out there having fun. Um, I love the game. And that's that's why I was raised. I was raised on discipline and love. And my mama gave me love and my aunt gave me discipline. And um, that's how I came up. And that really translated on the field. That's what made me a good football player because with them growing up, you know, doing little kids, making little silly mistakes. And um, my mom, well, my aunt really handled that with self-discipline. And then my mom with love, um, making sure I just truly love everybody, no matter what I do. Being a believer in Jesus Christ himself. Yeah, that's that just really shaped me as a person and and that would shake me up on the football field. That's the biggest part of my game. Me loving me being very disciplined. Yeah, you got a good head on your shoulders, and I think that, that goes a long way. Yeah, a, a great support system there for you. So moving towards our ne- moving towards our next question, what major differences did you experience between recruiting in high school? versus recruiting when you were leaving Northeast Mississippi Community College? Um, the recruitment was very different because out of high school, I was getting like a lot of calls from a lot of schools, but I didn't have the grades. They were just trying to see, could I get could I get the grades? And me playing wide receiver in high school, it was a different perspective as, you know, Juco and um, me being really immature, not knowing how to, how the game works, me um, just wanting attention really that's all I was an attention seeker um seeking athlete at the time and then coming out of juco it wasn't about attention seeking like I got two years left to play like this series you know I can't go nowhere and waste time I can't go nowhere lose focus I can't go nowhere and not win definitely mm-hmm. let me choose mm-hmm. coast Carolina so that was big coming out of juco then high school really just being more mature knowing what I want being upfront with coaches like hey man I want to win what we got coming back asking more questions, being a student of the game. Unlike in high school, I wasn't that because I really wasn't mature. I was just a guy who was out there, not there mentally, but I had the athletic abilities. That's really interesting. Oh, real quick, like, what stood out about Coastal to make you like pull the trigger yeah. on that decision? I say this all the time. Um, really, everybody coming back. Mm-hmm. I remember um, one of my JUCO coaches was like, they had one of, he said they had the youngest FBS school for past past two years and I'm looking at the schedule and they won five games, lost six. I'm like, they just right here. 
Yeah. And it's been the just year school the past two years. You do your research. This is what people don't know why we're so good. It's the same team for two years. Just the yeah. same player building up and building up besides our quarterback. It was that and seeing that and um and really just how Coach Chadwell presented himself and how the conversation Coach Chadwell had me one night. He he asked me if I eliminated the DB coaches and just go off head coaches where will I go and. It wasn't no doubt in my mind I was going with him because he was recruiting me like I was a player of his own as a JUCO player. So that really led me to choose Coastal Carolina on going five or six back-to-back years with the yeah. same players and all them guys coming back. I knew we would be good. I knew we could get at least 10. Yeah, that's smart. That's really smart. So kind of a follow-up to that is going through the junior college process is what is your message to kids who have have to do the same and go to JUCO before Division One? Juco is really all mentally. You're going you're gonna to build relationships like no other. You're going to come across some brothers. You're going to come across all type of different stories. And you just just listen to everybody. Listen to your coaches. Uh, go in there and, and talk, to, talk to God. Because uh, it's going to be hard some days. Talk to God. Get to know God. Um, get to know who you are truly. Because mm-hmm. if you don't know who you are truly, it's going to come out in Juco for sure. Right. If you go in there weak-minded, it's just gonna whoop your tail and you won't be in there for long. Mm. So you gotta go in there, um, be ready to learn how you pen, not how you paper, and just get ready to work because it's gonna be a process where either gonna make a man out of you or shoot, you're gonna show the side of Juco that nobody ever seen, the right. man of it. Like it's, it ain't no it ain't no yeah. little boy ball game. You gotta go there ready to work. You gotta go there ready to learn, and um, you gotta be ready to turn stuff to a man. So you talked a little bit about the maturity of kind of growing up through JUCO, but did JUCO leave you with a chip on your shoulder at all, like motivation? Oh, yes, sir. It left me with motivation for sure. Just simply being there motivated me every day, um, yeah. seeing everybody on the next level doing what they was doing, seeing guys that I thought I could guard. <laughs> As a yeah. freshman, tell my guy, hey, man, I think I can guard Jerry <laughs> Judy. Look at him crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Like, man, I would have did the right things in high school. Maybe I would have had the chance to. But, yeah, it left me with a big-time motivation. Seeing coming out of high school, I wasn't mature. But leaving Juco, I was very mature. I was a man before anything. And knowing, having that, I know what, like, what type of player I can become leaving Juco with that type of mentality. And that would motivate me every day. Truly, really just chasing the person I'm going to be 10 years from now. Yeah. Right, it, it just gives you a way better perspective and just prepares you so much for it. Right. So a little earlier, you talked about the foundation that Coastal already had set for them. We know you've only been there for one year, but how did it feel turning that program around? And what was it like seeing your teammates succeed who had just been there for a while already? Man, it's a, it's, it's a real, uh, true. Going into Coastal, you know, I really wasn't expecting the days that happen, but I was expecting a very great season. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I like being a person to change things. Even though I'm playing NCAA right now, like I'm playing with, I ain't going to say a school name, but they haven't won a national championship ever. I just like truly changing things around and being a part of change and coming here. That was all my, that was all my thought. And I wanted to be a part of change and saying like, Getting to know them guys, um, Teddy, CJ Silas, Tehran, them guys who, CJ Marable worked they tail off for years just for what happened last year. Um, it was some real feeling. Zen Tehran at Pro Day, like a, like a big brother of mine, um, 
It really, it really, it really, truly the best feeling ever when you see your brother getting out every day. He, you know, worked hard for Silas Kelly, um, comeback player of the year. Seeing him go through them things, seeing when I first seen him, I thought he was a big. Oh, I thought he was the Shannon Clear himself when I first seen my big <laughs> and so strong mind he is. And seeing him come back from things, uh, come back from injury he had the previous year and winning those awards, having a great year. Uh, it was a surreal feeling because them guys, my brother, like, one thing about us, um, before anything, brothers, that's what separates this team from every other team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it may sound cliche, but like, you win together and you lose together. So at the end of the day, you're just a family. Right. Yes, sir. So talking about that torn labrum, you played, for those of you that don't know, DeJordan, you played through a torn labrum all of last season. How did that affect your game and what did you learn from it? I'm over. It affected my game big time because you go watch me in junior college. I'm more of a press man guy. I'm more get my hands on you, you yeah. know, having exactly. my hey, I'm a very aggressive, yeah. you know, corner. Well, I, that's what I think, but it changed my game a lot. Um, I had to truly get better with my feet. And that's when Coach Foster came and played. That's when you see coaching at the next level. Because when I first got here, I didn't have no feet, truly. And not being able to use this arm like I wanted to last year was a problem. So if I wanted to get on the field and play and actually contribute to the team, I had to get the feet for part of my game and uh, get the footwork right. And go out there and play some great receivers like Cats from South Alabama number eight. Mm-hmm. Not being able to use my hands against them was tough. It just, it just really was tough, truly tackling, um, using my hands. But it was a process. Long we were winning, long I was doing my job, I didn't feel it. <laughs> coach, you still you yeah. go another rep? Yeah, I could go, Coach. Yeah. Long as long as, as long as I'm living, I'm good. Yeah, so, right. um, it's a tough process, for sure. Would you say it was almost a, a benefit because it kind of forced you to learn some other techniques of, of the cornerback position? Oh, uh, it was it was truly a benefit because it took my game to another level. It led yeah. me to better ball skills on catching the football at corner. Because when I was playing receiver, it was just so easy. Just the ball just hit coming. Right. Doing playing corner, you got to do everything backwards that the receiver is doing. Yeah. Bringing that asset to my game, it changed my game forever. It's a process that I I don't really hate that it happened, but it <laughs> helped me in a way that no other process could have. Yeah, I saw, even saw you said like at points you were playing at fifty percent of like what you could play. Like, what what more is there to see with like a fully healthy Jordan Strong? We just gonna have to see twenty twenty one, man. I'm excited. Going back to a game this year, what was that experience like having college game day down there in Conway, South Carolina, and? It was versus a huge team in BYU. What was it like beating them, and what was just that experience like as a whole? As a, I'm gonna go as a whole first. As a whole, um, that that whole week was just was just crazy. From college game day, and I said we had forced them on Twitter. Hey, you gonna come down here and watch us deliver <laughs> one way or another? We gonna have our own college game day. It just was surreal, actually, saying that that you know. The, the public had attention to us because we just was going out there playing, doing what we love, mm-hmm. having fun. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's all we was doing. Wherever came with it, came with it. And it brought college game day. And that, and that just was crazy to me. Um, I remember that Monday, the college game day announced them. I didn't believe it. I had to sleep on it. And I, when I woke up, next day, you know, we Liberty Council. Now we talking about playing BYU. So that's something else not to believe because you watch the TV, you see 
Zach Wilson throwing bombs. Yeah. <laughs> five yard passes. I've never seen a strong arm like that in my life. Honestly, and um playing them guys, setting them guys on the schedule, going through the days we went through, um, with the little bus coming what well, well, not the bus, the um truck coming all the way from Utah to here and they they, yeah. they ain't they don't even know if they're gonna play us yet. They got the truck getting in his way just in case. <laughs> Oh, that was crazy. It was hard to believe, but at the end of at the end of the day, I had a job and had to go get it done. So I had to realize that too. But as, at the same time, with being a fan of the game, me loving football for as long as I did, I always got to be a fan of the game. So I just was loving everything that was happening. Me just being a fan of the game, right. and then Saturday the game come. It's a whole the whole day just crazy. You you look out the window, we we in the mean. I look out the window, it's college game day yeah. right there. It's like it's hard to not acknowledge. Having to get that feeling out, out of inside of me, knowing that we got the whole basically our, our, the whole world watching, even on ESPN too, which I disagree with. As long as we're on ESPN don't matter to me, but having that and then when the game started, it still just was crazy as a fan, just knowing this is gonna be historic game day. People talk about forever. No, no matter how old we get, no matter what year it is, people gonna be talking about this game forever. When Zach Wilson first play of the game, luckily got called back eighty yard, mm-hmm. ninety yard. I can't even remember how long it was. I just yeah. know I was like, yeah, I'm playing football. Forget <laughs> everything going on around me. I got a game to win. Right. We got a tough opponent. And we got to get it done. Don't know how, but we definitely got to get it done. And just going through that process. Of with the game ending the way it did, uh, that just was crazy to me too. It's like everything set itself up for this perfect ending. Hate it was on. I hate the pass was on me. Honestly, I just hate it. But it was just something I can do about that. Credit to Zach Wilson for his arm. People don't talk about it. throw. That was a great throw. Yeah. It was about just a little bit. I probably would have got it. <laughs> just that drive itself and just go Chad well too. The way he coached us this week, um, the way he had us thinking, dude. It's just the mentality that Coach Chadwell came with, too, that made me love that week, too. That week changed me as, as a man, honestly. Mm-hmm. The same way Juco did. No matter no matter what, everybody out there saying, you should go out there and play and play for your brother. If you love your brother, you're going to do whatever you can for your brother to win this game. And that that's all in all how I feel about that week. Man, one of the best weeks of my life. Might not have been a perfect game for me, but we went out there and won, and that's probably one of the best games I ever experienced. And it's just a surreal feeling. It's something mm-hmm. I'll be telling my kids about. Absolutely. Um, when I go home, when I go home for spring break, it's something I'll be telling my family about. And it just, it's just, it's just, it just excites me just thinking about that week because if I could do it again, I'd do mm-hmm. it just like that a billion times. Of course. That's just a little taste right there. So speaking about Coach Chadwell a little bit, Coach Chadwell came to Coastal Carolina and turned it into a winning program, which peaked at number nine this year. And until 2017, Coastal Carolina wasn't even in the FBS for football. What is a unique aspect of Coach Chadwell that you've noticed that made his tenure at Coastal Carolina so successful? Details, mm-hmm. without a doubt. Detail, details. He preached on details. And as a high school kid, I didn't understand that because my coach used to kind of preach on detail, not as much as Chadwell, but he, he kind of did, and I didn't get it. I didn't get, like, why we had to do certain things a certain way at a certain time. And that's what Coach Chadwell praised his game on, details. I went to JUCO, and that's what my coach did at JUCO, detail. 
uh, detail, but it wasn't as big. Chad was a detail, but it still was about details. Right. And when I get here, it's it's a different type of perspective on details, and that's what separates Coach Chadwell and any other coach, in my opinion. And that's what makes me look at them a different way because it's easy to go out there and catch a football. It's easy to go out there and backpedal and intercept the ball that, that a quarterback may have bad throw on them. The defensive line was somebody rushing the quarterback, he just rushed the ball off. But it's hard going out there. Still be able to do your job when you tired. You it's fourth quarter and you on a long drive against no other team. And that's when detail become part of the game. And that's what Chadwell prays on us. And that will separate him from other coaching. Mm -hmm. I appreciate him for, for that. And just the person he is on caring about us off the field. Caring man before after student before after and I can't thank him enough for the person he is and the coach he is. That would separate coach that's why you coach of the year. I, if I can give him coach of the year every year I would honestly. <laughs> yeah. I'll run through a rock for that man. That's why I appreciate Coach Chadwell on another another level and if you get out you get hundred percent of the team on this meeting right now they'll say the same exact thing. Yeah. Yeah uh, uh, the kids that we've had on from these winning programs like Coastal they always say that their coaches care more about them as a person than as a football player and really develop yes, them there yeah. at their time at that school. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, like, piggybacking the detail that Coach Chadwell has, you guys have, like, a theme going into each week that Coach Chadwell and the rest of the coaching staff makes. And one, I think, for example, is, like, finishing off the competition. And they, like, tie into these themes into, like, a unique post-game celebration in the locker room where the coaches act and get the team even more hyped up. How exactly do those themes dictate your week? And can you just kind of explain those post-game celebrations to you and then tell us your favorite? It's like every Monday. See, me, I don't like all the post-game celebrations. <laughs> I'll run away from it. It's so hard to ignore because, like, here's on a not allowed <laughs> Yeah. Top in the country, I guarantee. <laughs> I wasn't debated. Every Monday, um, we come in game week. You know, we know our opponent finna get ready to play them, and they come up with a steam. We just had so many. My personal favorite, Georgia Southern one. Um, that that's got it on the map. Every time you see, I highlight that that steam on the um, theme on the map. But it's just like the coaches and the player going out in the locker room. Is having the best time of their lives, just celebrating the win, and um, that that brought us together as a team too. Because Mondays, the meeting room be lit up like the locker room after game Saturday. So I hope y'all can like vivid what I'm saying. But like, yeah, it, it just come up with a theme. We give on the, the position coaches a chance to just come up with a theme, get us excited for the game. Mm -hmm. It turns us to another level, and that's when you know, like, new week, new opponent. At the yeah, same right. time, you just waiting to have the fun up in the locker room after the game. Honestly, to me, y'all run away because they be going crazy. Sometimes it's hard <laughs> to burn them. It's fun to be around for sure. Especially when I messed up on last year. I ain't even want nothing to touch them. <laughs> but it was crazy, though. The coaches, you think the coach was the players coming in there and watching them. It was crazy. <laughs> Oh, was the Georgia Southern one where your guys' strength coach just dressed up as the eagle and then they all beat up on him? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's the turn WWE. I didn't think it was going to get that crazy. 
I think they like suplexed him into a table or something. Table, yeah. yeah I screamed coaches. I didn't think it was gonna get that crazy, but that that was by far the best one. Many <laughs> other people that the chasm was, was good too. When we broke broke the rock. That was a good mm-hmm. one too. Rock chop, Jay Hawk. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. All right, so what goals do you have for yourself both on and off the field for this upcoming season? Um, off the field, just truly uh, just being a b- better big brother, better uncle, family things, getting closer with Christ. On the field, I'll say breaking the record for the interception. That's my biggest goal for this season. Trying to get at least seven or eight, maybe yeah. nine. Who knows? Ooh. That's the biggest goal and just going into every week with the mindset of today a new day and win this day. So days to stack on top of each other in the first game, I'd have been one 200 days already. And it's just a celebration to it. That's my big goal for this year. So speaking on goals a bit, like team-wise, how does CCU take this next step from a super successful 2020-2021 campaign and make a big bowl game and a big run in 2021 and 2022. Just like I really just said, just winning each day now. The season, in my personal opinion, I think my teammates can vouch two starts starting in January. Your regular season, honestly, is now. Mm-hmm. Just going out there and winning days, that getting better each day, getting 1% better each day. Mm-hmm. So when September 4th come around, whoever our opponent, they better get ready because we didn't already won six months of days just yeah. getting better. That's the biggest goal for just winning each day, no matter what it is, on and off the field. That's when details come apart. Yeah. It's just true building days and getting ready for the first game of the season. That's really dope. All right, so we're going to move over to the quick questions a little bit. These are a little bit more fun and uh, just kind of casual. You can just answer with the first thing that comes to your comes to your head. So first is, what is your favorite NFL team? Cards. Arizona Cards, mother of Okay. Signing some big name free agents. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Just got Malcolm Butler. Uh huh. They yeah. just got him. Yeah. Who was your favorite player growing up? Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. Ooh. All right. Why Tim Tebow? Tim Tebow was different. On top of it. <laughs> my mama loved Tim Tebow just for him <laughs> loving God. So it, it, it rubbed yeah, off me yeah. too. All right. What other sports did you play in high school, if any? Track and I played basketball as a freshman. Okay. All right. So, kind of like your coach is wrestling in the locker room, but this time around it's you. And you get to choose one of your teammates to be in a street brawl or WWE match with you. Who are you taking? Silas, WWE match. Mm, there you go. He's a big boy. Best wide receiver you've ever had to guard? Javon Howard, my team. Okay. And what a, what is, who's the best quarterback you've ever gone up against? Grayson McCall, Zach Wilson. All right. All right, there you go. Did you did you say he doesn't drop any balls in practice, your teammate? Javon, never seen him drop the ball. If he <laughs> dropped the ball, I'm going to think he's sick or something. <laughs> That's good. All right, so I would say, would he be your most impressive teammate then? Most impressive teammate? Ooh, this is a tough one. people are impressive too. Mm-hmm. Most impressive teammate? Yeah, Javon. Javon, the most impressive teammate I got for sure. Favorite TV show to binge watch? Favorite TV show to watch? Ooh, that's a tough one. I don't know. Soap opera? 
General Hospital. Okay. I like right. it. A special talent or hobby that no one would really know about that you got? Know about me or my teammates? About you. Special talent. Let me see. I got a bunch of special talents to be. <laughs> I'm very funny. Mm-hmm. Very funny. Extremely funny. That's all I can really do to say. Who's the, who's it's, the funny? funny? Who's the funniest guy in the locker room? Me. All right. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> what about the best dancer? Um, uh, Miles Baker. He a corner. Uh-huh. All right. Favorite artist and what's on your pregame or warm up playlist? G Herbo, but I don't listen to rap on um, game day. Okay. So. What do you listen to? I listen to a lot of people. I'll have to say Khalid. Okay, yeah. I like Khalid. Yeah. I, I saw you had some like back and blood push Iced on your uh, one of your videos on your Instagram. Yeah, in my um, video. Mm-hmm. Um, got, he, um, we both came up with that idea. I listen to a lot of stuff. Funny stuff nobody respect. My teammates know me. <laughs> well, the Jordan, that is all we have for you today. It was a lot of fun having you on. Appreciate y'all. Yeah. Sure, sure. Thank you so much for taking your time to come on. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. And we're wishing you the best of luck and the best of health this upcoming season. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I appreciate y'all for taking your time to talk to me and get to know about me and my team and my story. For sure. And thanks to you guys if you made it this far listening to the Hottest Take Sports Podcast. Today's intro beat was made by Black Lions Beats on YouTube. We will have a link to it in the description. Also, make sure you all go give DeJordan a follow on Instagram at DeJordanStrong. That is DeJordan Strong with an extra G, and on Twitter at DeJordan Strong. Huge thanks again to DeJordan for taking his time to come on the show. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to stay updated with our show and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at hottest underscore take pod. Also, make sure to rate the show and leave some feedback. Thanks again and see you next time.